This is part three on 2 Thessalonians 2, 13-17. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, loved by the Lord, because God chose you from the beginning for salvation. So he chose them from before the foundation of the world for salvation, and then he doesn't leave to chance how they will be saved. They will be saved through sanctification of the Spirit and through faith in the truth. And I said I wanted to linger a little longer over the relationship between this faith in the truth of the gospel and all the promises of God and this work of the Spirit in making us holy as a pathway to salvation. So, Father, as we ponder again the relationship between faith and sanctification, faith and the work of the Spirit, make it plain, make it real, make it a miracle in our lives, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's clarify. Sanctification, that is, becoming progressively like Jesus, holy, righteous, upright, pure, becoming like him, is the path through which we will reach final salvation. If it doesn't happen, we will not attain final salvation. Is that true? Consider Hebrews 12, 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness. That's the very same word in Greek as the word sanctification in the text we're looking at. Strive for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. No one will be saved who does not grow in holiness, who doesn't experience the sanctifying work of the Spirit. When the Spirit comes into our lives through faith in the gospel, he doesn't just stay there dormantly. He sanctifies. Here's the way James put it. So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. In other words, the works of holiness, the new creation form of life that a Christian has, comes about through faith as a confirmation that our faith is not dead. Now, that's really crucial to say it that way, because when we say that we're saved through faith and that we're saved through sanctification, through doesn't mean the same thing in regard to both of these. Faith is the means by which we embrace the gospel or the Christ who is offered to us freely in the gospel as the basis of our forgiveness and our right standing with God. Faith lays hold on that, embraces it, receives it, treasures it. That's foundational. And in that act, we are, Paul says, justified, declared righteous, forgiven. 
That's all of that happens instantaneously before this even gets underway. When it says through sanctification, it means sanctification confirms this, and it is a necessary, that's what I'm arguing for, a necessary confirmation. If you don't have new life in the Spirit, James says your faith is dead. Here's the way Paul puts it in Galatians 5. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. Well, what counts? Here's what counts. But only faith. What kind of faith? The kind that works through love. If there's no working through love, this isn't real. Faith that is real produces love. Now, the question is, how does that happen? How does that work? Faith producing sanctification. They're called works of faith twice in the Thessalonian letters. How does it work? And we, sh we looked last time at this verse, so, so pivotal for Paul. Does he who supplies the Spirit, now remember, this sanctification is the work of the Spirit, right? It is sanctification of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is doing this. We are the agents, but he's the decisive cause. So the Spirit is sanctifying. Now, how do we engage the miracle-working Spirit in our holiness? And Paul's explaining, does he who supplies that Spirit and works miracles among you, that miracles of any kind, moral miracles of loving people or physical miracles of being healed, does he who supplies the Spirit to do that among you, does he do it by works of the law? No. Or by hearing with faith? Yes. So when we hear the truth with faith, then the Spirit is being supplied to us. If you ask, okay, I want to enjoy the supply of the Spirit. I want to be the object of his sanctifying supply. What should I do? And the answer is trust the promises of God. Have faith in the truth of God. Look, here's, here's Paul's way of describing it down here. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us, gave us eternal comfort and gave us good hope and gave it to us through grace, freely. That's what this truth teaches us. So we are believing this grace. We're believing this hope we have. We're believing this eternal comfort. And in believing all of that, in receiving that truth, he says, may God comfort you in that. Comfort your hearts and establish them, whoa, in every good work. That's this, right? So where does, where does this come from? It comes from faith in the truth, which unleashes the Spirit. And that's what Paul is saying here. God has given us eternal comfort. He's given us good hope. It's all through grace. All of that is in the truth of the gospel. And now your hearts, by believing 
that is established not in passivity, but in good works, that is, in sanctification. Here's a picture of it in 2 Corinthians 8. It's one of my favorite pictures of love and faith in the Bible. We want you to know, brothers, writing to the Corinthians about the Macedonian churches, and that probably includes the Thessalonians. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace. So there's the grace that we're referring to right here. So through grace, good hope, eternal comfort, promised in the gospel. And so we want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. How can you see that? For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. This is sanctification. That's what God wants to produce in his people, a wealth of love. This is love. It's called love in verse 8 of this text. A wealth of generosity, a wealth of love. Where did it come from? It was an overflow of joy in grace. This is the joy of faith, as Paul calls it in Philippians 1.25. See if we can make this intelligible. So, faith embracing the truth of grace, which promises us eternal comfort and good hope, that faith unleashes this spirit. And that spirit works through that faith and that hope and that comfort and overflows in an established heart with good works. It overflows with a wealth of generosity, and that's sanctification and the pathway to final salvation. 